I've been meaning to record this for the past few days and haven't had the opportunity. But now I do, so I'm going to. We're going to talk about mass shootings and what's driving them. Now, the topic of conversation seems to be access to guns, and while I think that is making the problem much worse, there's another factor that is, I think, driving mass shootings to a much greater degree, and nobody's talking about it, and that is poverty, okay? That is the state of intentionally inflicted poverty that America is in. And when I say intentionally inflicted poverty, I mean it. For the past half century, the Republican Party has been doing everything they can do to enable corporations to pay people as little as possible. And that's the name of the game in business. It always has been. You keep your profits up by keeping your costs down. And one of the biggest costs in running any business is labor. The Republican Party was receptive to bribes, and in exchange for those bribes, well, corporations got their influence on policy. Now, I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to go into great detail on this. There's a, another episode from before that you can find where I talk about it in greater detail. But essentially, Republicans have shot down with the filibuster or just voting down every measure that would have curtailed union-busting activities by companies like Amazon and Nissan in an effort to destroy labor unions entirely. The Republican Party has also done their very best to keep minimum wage from going up as cost of living has skyrocketed. Since the year 2000, cost of living is over five times what it was. Pay rates, however, starting pay rates for most positions under the upper management level have only gone up about 8%. And for the lowest 25% of wage earners in the private sector in the United States, it's only gone up about 3%. So that puts us between 392 and 397% behind cost of living when it comes to wages increasing with inflation. And it is the Republican Party who has done this to us, and they've done it intentionally. Not just for the bribes that they've received from corporations for their influence on policy, but because having Americans mostly living paycheck to paycheck makes us much easier to manipulate. A small tax increase to fund social programs to, that helps struggling people that's something Republicans point at and say, this is the kind of thing that's taking all your money away. And it's worked. It's been a masterwork of manipulation. A sizable chunk of our population actually believes that artificially manufactured increases in the cost of this commodity or that, gas, food, water, whatever. Or small tax increases to fund social programs or logistical nightmares like the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. These increases shouldn't hit us that hard. They really shouldn't. Except that we're already struggling because the Republican Party has made sure that we would. Somehow they've managed to convince all of these people that it's the small tax increase 
that makes things just a little bit harder that's the real problem, not the party that's done their level best to make sure that we get paid as little as possible. Anyone who's paying attention knows what's going on, but we still don't talk about this to the extent that we should. So how's this driving mass shootings? Studies have been done by academic institutions all over the country, and there are even studies posted on the National Institute of, uh, Institute of Health websites that find a very strong correlation between income inequality and mass shootings, especially in communities with a high level of income and a high level of income inequality. So like I said, how does that apply to mass shootings? How does that drive them? When I grew up, we were raised to believe that even if education didn't work out and you didn't end up getting a specialized degree that would lay out a, a very profitable career for you, you could still put in the hard 40 hours and eventually be able to raise a family, to buy a home. In our 20s, we got a rude awakening when we found out that wasn't going to be possible, that we needed to have a specialized career or else we were only just going to survive. We, at least for a while, got to believe that one way or another, as long as we worked hard, we would be okay. And maybe it was better that way. Maybe since we had a chance to form our moral compasses and our worldviews before getting this really disheartening news, maybe we were able to cope with it better than the current generation of kids. High school always, always had high stakes to it. You always had to get good grades so that you could get a scholarship, so you could get into a good school. That was always a pretty high stakes situation because it set the stage for the rest of your lives, but the stakes were never as high as they are now. This kid that shot up the elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, had recently dropped out of high school. His mother, she's a mess. She was in the process of being evicted from her home, and so he was staying with his grandparents. She has drug and alcohol issues and has struggled with a lot of things for a long time, so he knew his mother was never going to be any kind of safety net for him to fall back on. His grandparents were getting up there in years, and... Most likely he wouldn't have been able to depend on them for very long either. His career prospects were grim, and he had no one to turn to. And he decided rather than stick around and live through these grim prospects, he decided he would rather go out with a bang and take a bunch of kids with him. So I don't want anyone to feel sorry for him. His generation, absolutely, but not him. Fuck him. He decided to kill kids, so, like I said, fuck him. But he is in the same situation as a lot of kids. Kids who maybe have learning disabilities, maybe mild ones, so they've never been diagnosed. They just struggle and try to muddle through. Their prospects are grim. They're not going to be able to go to college, probably. Even kids who do do well... Well, resources are dwindling in every corner of the country. Scholarships are not as plentiful as they used to be. 
student aid is harder to get than it used to be. It's becoming almost impossible for anyone who isn't in the top 5% of their class to have any real shot at a, a profitable, productive life where they'll actually be able to retire comfortably. And this is what the current generation of kids is staring down the barrel of. This is also what their parents are staring down the barrel of. Most people can't come up with $500 in a crisis. So if they lose a tooth, rather than get an implant, or a crown, or a veneer, or anything, most likely they're just going to be dealing with a gap in their smile for the rest of their lives. And that's just one example. I mean, people that have a, an infected cyst will probably have someone at home just cut it open for them rather than going to a doctor. And then they end up going septic and dying. This is how poor this country has become for anyone under the upper management level. When you get that desperately poor on such a massive scale, people begin to wonder who's responsible. They begin to look for someone to blame. And that gives birth to the kind of rage that drives mass shootings. And yet this is the one factor driving these things that we don't seem to be talking about. This doesn't even seem to be part of the conversation. It all seems to be about the guns. And like I said, I know the guns are definitely a complicating factor. And whatever kind of common sense gun control we can pass to at least make things a little better for a while, we definitely should. Universal background checks, raising the age, just for starters. But like I said, with the home manufacturer of firearms getting easier and easier, if we don't fix income inequality, we're going to continue to see this problem get worse and worse and worse. To the point that most kids are going to be homeschooled. People are going to have to be armed to the teeth just to go shopping. All because one party decided that they didn't want to do things democratically. They wanted to be able to manipulate people against their opponents. They wanted to be able to take their minority ideology because their ideology does not represent most of this country and force that agenda through. All just so they could hold on to power. All just so they could make sure that they have more. And the really disgusting part of it is that they know what they're doing. And I think most of the gun rights advocates know what they're doing. Any day of the week where there's not a mass shooting, ask a gun rights advocate about mental illness, income inequality, and addiction. And they will tell you that these are not things that tax dollars should be invested in addressing. But then, on the day of a mass shooting, they'll be screaming to the high heavens about mental illness, income inequality, and addiction. So which is it? Are they saying that mental illness, income inequality, and addiction are driving mass shootings, but we shouldn't fix them? Maybe so. 
I've talked to plenty of Republicans that want to have their John Wayne moment, their Call of Duty moment, where they stop an active shooter with their everyday carry piece. Gun manufacturers definitely like mass shootings because, well, after every mass shooting, gun sales increase. They go up. People get scared and they decide they need a firearm to protect themselves from another person with a firearm. So mass shootings are definitely profitable for them. Gun rights advocates don't like mass shootings so much because, well, number one, kids get killed, and number two, mass shootings bring a lot of negative attention to what they're passionate about, firearms. And yet, they constantly vote for every candidate who will do the least to fix those problems. They blame those problems for mass shootings, and then they consistently vote for candidates that will do nothing about those problems. So much hypocrisy, so much greed. So many people who don't have the balls to face reality. It's disgusting. This is a very human failure. People with too much ego to admit when they've been wrong. And people who know other people are being hurt just so they can have more. This is a very human failure. And it's manifesting in a very human way. People are snapping and exploding and killing crowds of people before they themselves are killed or kill themselves. Now, I've talked about this before. The Democratic Party is not perfect. Not by a long shot. But the mistakes that they make and the bad acts that they occasionally commit fall within the range of normal human imperfection. But what the Republican Party is doing, colluding with corporations to make sure Americans are paid as little as possible, colluding with firearms manufacturers, killing unions, keeping the minimum wage down while cost of living skyrockets, and this is the default position of everyone in that party. No exceptions. I mean, we have Adam Kinzinger, who is maybe an exception, but he's retiring at the end of his term because he is so disillusioned with his party. And we have Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney, who are so isolated and boxed out by the rest of the party that really their presence is irrelevant anyway. Other than those three, it's the entire Republican Party. Every single elected official in the Republican Party, this is their position. They always vote with the rest. They always vote to shoot down any law that will stop all this union busting. They always vote down any law that would increase, that would increase minimum wage. And they vote down every single gun control measure, even the common sense basic stuff like universal background checks and an age limit for buying guns. Not to mention things like red flag laws. Every Republican at all times, it is their default position to shoot all of these things down. So it doesn't matter whether we're talking about gun control or everything else. Republicans are on the wrong side of all of it. And they are 100% causing this problem. 
all these kids that got killed in Uvalde, Texas, at Sandy Hook, at Parkland, at the Pulse nightclub, in Las Vegas, in Virginia Tech, in Columbine, everywhere, every time. It's driven by factors created by the Republican Party. Every fucking one of them, every fucking time. You know, Beto O'Rourke burst in on Greg Abbott's press conference after the Evaldi shooting to hold him responsible for it. And and he had the balls to call Beto O'Rourke a sick son of a bitch after he had done things like, well, force women to give birth to their rapist kid. And with his only... Uh, with his only response to that being, we'll just make rapists extinct in Texas. They're on the wrong side of every single issue, every single one. And they may have pushed us to a point where even if every single Republican got voted out of office at their very next election, we might be too far gone to fix these things. It might be too late already. It might be pointless to even try. But I just wanted to put this out there so that I don't have to carry it around. And that's it.